Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So, I had to take a little time to myself. I had a death in my family, and it stirred up a lot of emotions, a lot of memories, a lot of different things. And, yeah, I just, I really needed some time. I tried to stay active on TikTok and it proved to me that my head wasn't exactly in the best of places. So, sorry I haven't posted in a while, but life gets in the way, as it does many times. But there was there was a lot of things that I have been learning about, um, so to speak. So let's just dive in. I've talked about the comment section before on my TikToks and um, I don't know, this one comment just really got to me and it basically stated the same as they all do, that I need to expose everything and I need to tell all of the names and I need to do this, that, the next and the other. And the craziest thing was the day that I got that comment, I had had a session with my therapist and I talked to him about coming forward with a lot more than I have. And obviously being my therapist, he knows all of my story and he knows the things that I keep to myself and He knows the reasons why, and he respects them, and I am so thankful to have a therapist that respects those kinds of things. In my session, he had said that I should think about it and make sure that I'm not just doing it out of anger, out of hurt, and all the other emotions that have been stirred up. So a couple hours later, I got that comment, and I was pissed. I was really, really pissed. And it's like, I'm a very faithful person, and I believe it was a sign from God that was giving me an answer that I had been questioning, because there's a reason I don't share the things that I do. And just because I was angry that day, all those reasons didn't magically disappear. And those reasons are never going to magically disappear. But there's a lot of things that I think I should talk about. And I've made episodes about my aunts before and my family involvement. But at the time of those recordings, much like a lot of things, I didn't realize the full extent of what was going on when I made those recordings. It's very difficult to share. And there are times where I don't want to anymore. There are times where I feel like there's just no use. There's times where I feel like it's just exhausting being constantly in the spotlight, so to speak. And I hate it. And anyone that has known me for the past two and a half years that I've been sharing knows 
I really hate going viral. It just is too much for me. It's too much attention and it's hard. I started sharing because I wanted to make a change and I thought putting a human face to human trafficking and having people hear the words come out of a survivor's mouth, the different things that happened that it would make a difference and I really believe that it has. I've gotten a lot of messages, emails, and so many different things from victims, survivors, family members of victims and survivors, and I really feel like the goal that I set in this podcast and my TikTok, I'm at least doing the most that I can to accomplish that goal, but there are things that I hold back and for very good reason. But I want to dedicate this episode to the things that are coming up in my family and something that I don't think a lot of people quite understand. So, number one, there was no, no one, no family members, nobody with open arms welcoming me back home when I escaped. When I escaped, it was to a shelter and I lost everything. And I don't just mean my personal possessions. I lost my family. I lost a lot of friends. I lost everything and left it all behind. And though it hurts, I still know it was the best decision. And I think that's a huge misconception that a lot of people have is they always think survivors have very healthy, supportive support systems to go to, and we don't, not all the time. And especially in my case, my support system was very toxic. The friends that I had, I was spinning out of control. I needed a lot of help. And I probably put a lot on them at the time. Um, most of it was for rides to and from places because I had to give up my car as it was in my father's name. But I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to handle anything. And I had to do it all by myself. And it took many years to get everything together, to get myself in a place where I could be okay. And I never got to that point when it came to my family. There was always this distrust between me and them. And I thought that they distrusted me because they thought my father was sending me as a spy, which I totally understood. But there was always something deep inside that I had a distrust of them. And looking back, hindsight being 2020, I thought that it was because I had been gaslit so long to thinking that they were the horrible people that my mother and father had made them out to be. And I mean, I'm sure part of that was true. Um, not the things that they said, but the way that I felt. But I didn't realize 
that that distrust had a lot of things that they did to me. And I'm not saying that they trafficked me, that they abused me, but they not only looked away, they helped in ways that, in my opinion, makes them no different than my parents in my book. And I don't like to hate people. I don't like to give them that much energy, but given a lot of things this week, I choose to hate them. And it may only be for a week, a month, a year, however long it needs to be. Um, I hate my family. I hate my aunts. I hate my cousins. I hate my siblings because they knew something was happening and they did nothing. And I can remember a lot of things. One big thing is I remember walking into a family event. I think it was like Easter, might have been Thanksgiving or something like that, but a holiday where all of my family had gathered. And I had marks on my neck. And my aunt brought me into the bathroom and showed me how to cover them up with using toothpaste. And she said, you know, you take the toothpaste and you do this and then you do that. And you take the makeup and do this. And it's like the child me was like, wow, cool. She's really helping me out. But the adult me is like, you cared enough to show me how to cover bruises but didn't care enough to figure out why they were there or how to fix that they were there and make it not happen anymore. And it was, I think, in my mid to late teens that this happened. And the child me processed that as, okay, well, it must be normal. And I'm noticing that a lot when I'm looking back on my life that my process of thinking was different back then. And I'm starting to fully understand why everything was so normal. It's because everybody made it normal for me. And helping me to cover up bruises is just one of those things. There was another time that same aunt had witnessed abuse of a child and I didn't realize it was abuse when she had told me about it. I know it is now and no I will not give gory details about what she had witnessed but she kept it from me for a while and she used it as a weapon when she told me. It wasn't because she wanted to get that guilt off of her chest and it wasn't because she had felt that anything was wrong it was because she wanted ammo against the person she was fighting with the person that she witnessed this with and she was going to use that to anger me to get me to hate that person and to be on her side and that was a huge thing in my family It was always about whose side you were on. And they were definitely the, if you're not on my side, you're dead to me type of person. Um, 
but I'm starting to really understand who does that. I mean, what part of that is normal and what part of that isn't toxic? I mean, who uses sexual abuse of a child as a weapon? And this incident, instant that my aunt had talked to me about, I believe it happened because I know the people involved and I had seen similar things, not knowing what they were at the time, but I was too young to really understand it. But I just, to sit there and use something that horrific to get me to be on her side is just disgusting. And it makes you wonder if she held that in for as long as she did. What else was she holding in? And I can remember that aunt getting into a fight with my father and getting a restraining order against him. And that is when I became aware of what had happened prior to me being born. And everyone supported her. Everyone did. My grandparents, my other aunts. Um, there were some, very few people in the family that stuck with my father, um, but there definitely was a split in my family, and it gave me this false sense of security, I think, in a way that when I did escape, that I would have a family to go to, that it may not have been my parents, um... It definitely wasn't going to be my siblings, but I would at least have my aunts and uncles. And I come from a huge family. I have five aunts and uncles on my father's side, two on my mother's side, and like seven million cousins. Not literally, but there's a lot. And I thought I was going to get to reunite with them. And I thought, okay, well, I've got restraining orders against my parents. I've been away. It's pretty well known. So they'll get it, but they didn't. They didn't want me around. And I just thought they were terrified of my father. And I can remember talking to a cousin recently. Honestly, I didn't exactly want to reach out, but I needed answers. And I got them. I didn't get the answers to questions that I was asking, but I got the answers to questions that I didn't even know I was wondering about. And um, I'm going to share that at a different time. Probably going to post some of it on TikTok and talk about it in another episode. But I think the biggest answer that I got was everybody knew. Everybody. I asked about my cousin, which was his brother, staying with us. And he said he can remember what car he was driving, what year it was. He can remember all of that. But he has no idea why um, him and my his older brother and my father fought and he was to move out of my house but he did remember that he became 
the golden child to my father, um, that he would help arrange presents on Christmas and do all the things that his older brother used to do. I don't, I don't think anything happened to that cousin, but why wouldn't he remember? Clearly it was something that he blocked out and I don't blame him because I have a lot blocked out and I don't view him the same way as I view my aunts and uncles, but it was, it was something that was known probably not like my children's generation, like my cousin's kids, but definitely my cousin's. And I, I've just been in a dark place because I don't understand why they hate me so much. I was not told about the funeral of my aunt that had passed away. I was barely told that she had passed away. It was just an afterthought. And I was sad, but I grieved her loss a long time ago when I had to grieve the loss of so many people that are still alive because I just couldn't have them in my lives or life. Um, she was one of the better ones, probably not the most perfect, but um, she looked out for me in a lot of ways when I was younger. I don't know a whole lot about it, but there were some times that I remember. But it's just, it kind of like hit. And I said to my husband, you know, everyone else got support when they came forward. But me, I was pretty much just like shunned. And I don't, I don't, I didn't understand. And I had a lot of emotions. Like I said, I was hurt. I was angry. I was sad. But I don't, it was like the same day, like the same kind of thing when my father was arrested. Like I knew it. And I feel like I got closure in finding out that my family really doesn't care about me. So talking with my therapist about the things I mentioned before about everything, I think they listen to this podcast and I think that they know that I have my TikTok. Maybe they follow me from fake accounts. They don't need that to do that here, but... Um, they definitely don't like the things that I have to say. And I am the most vocal in my family. And, um, you know, about what I had gone through. And I think that bothers them. And I don't think it's just one of those I feel guilty because I looked the other way and I wasn't there for you when I should have been type of things. I think it goes way deeper than that. Because there's been a shift in how my family has been since I started sharing. And I thought it was because I stopped reaching out because I had started asking questions. But I think it's this very podcast. So I'm going to dedicate the last couple of minutes right now to them, to my aunts that are listening. You are bad people. And you can hide in your little bubbles and say that 
you didn't know, you weren't around, and whatever you need to say to make yourselves feel better. But that doesn't make you any less a monster. You knew what was happening to me. You helped me cover it up. You did so many things throughout my entire life to make sure that the people that were trafficking me, that were hurting me, that were raping me, were protected. You didn't protect me, the scared little girl. And I don't have room for you in my life. And I hate you for what you did. I think with time, I'll be able to forgive, but it won't let you off the hook and it won't make you a better person. Because you can pretend that you didn't know, that you looked the other way, that whatever lies you have to tell yourself every day to get through life, it's not going to make them true. And it's not going to make you a better person. And it's never going to change the fact that you allowed monsters to hurt your niece. And when your niece asked you, you didn't even have the guts to tell her the truth. And in my book, that makes you just as bad as my parents. You may not have brought me to the sales. You may not have arranged the sales. You may not have laid a hand on me. But you sure as fuck made sure that I would never find out that it was happening to me. You sure as fuck made sure that it was normal to me. So your damage is no different than the damage they did. And I know that you don't care. I know that you will always pretend that I'm the bad guy, that I'm the spawn of evil, but it's not going to change who you are and the evil that you had to have allowed into your hearts to let a child be hurt in the way that you allowed. And yes, I said that you allowed because you did. You helped protect them then, and you are helping to protect them now. So, I will never say it to your faces, because I do not even want to hear your voices to tell that to you. And to be honest, I don't think you'll ever see it that way. But that's the truth. That's my truth. That's my story. And... I don't care how you feel about it, and I definitely don't care that you hate that I'm sharing it because I'm never going to stop. So, <sighs> anyways, that was hard, and I'm glad that I'm finally able to say it. And, you know, I probably should say it to their faces, but they're just not worth the time, and they're not worth the breath, and they're not worth the oxygen. But, I want to send a message out to everyone that has children, nieces, nephews, kids in their lives. Don't be the assholes that my family was. Don't be that person that is so, I don't even know what, so scared to do something that you look the other way. 
Because when you know it's happening and you see that it's happening, you're just giving permission for it to continue. We need to start telling the children in our lives that this is not normal behavior. Like, hey, I saw you and your brother doing this and I get it feels normal to you, but it's it's really not normal what's happening. Like, you, you, we've got to start doing that. And we have to stop feeling like this is a taboo subject, that the kids are too young to know about it, or things like that. And we have got to stop being more afraid of the predators than protecting children. Because I got that excuse a lot. And I still get it to this day that they were scared of my father. The new one is they were scared of my grandfather. But seriously, how much fear do you have to have to turn you into such a shitty person that you will allow a child to be hurt and treated the way that I was. So my message to all of you is don't be that person for your nieces, your nephews, your children. Speak up and protect them at all costs. Because I can tell you right now, if I knew with 100% certainty that something was happening to my nieces and nephews that I have not spoken to or seen, in over 13 years, I would spend every last day in jail to protect those kids. I would give my life to protect those kids, just the same as I would my own children. So I'm going to leave it there because I think that message needs to stick with people and I need it needs to settle in and go into the deepest parts of your soul because we can't end this if people don't start realizing how horrific this world is, the sex trafficking world, and how it's so often that it's the family doing it. And maybe the family aren't driving them to the sales. Like I said, maybe they're just knowing and not doing anything. So we have to do better. We have to leave this world a better place for our children and... I will do everything that I can to make that happen. And I hope that all of you join me in doing that. And by the way, harassing survivors to tell all and demanding things from them isn't the way to do it. We have to get educated. We have to learn everything that we possibly can. And we have to protect survivors instead of putting all of that pressure on their shoulders because it's uh, it's not our job. It's never going to be our job. It's going to be everybody else's. So to the survivors staying quiet, for whatever reason, I support you a billion percent. And stay as silent as you want for as silent as you need. And to the other survivors that are speaking their truth, I also support you a billion percent. And use your voice and scream as loud as you want, but don't you dare let anybody tell you how to tell your story because it is yours. You earned the right to tell your story how you want, where you want, when you want. And if you want to come on this podcast and share it here, send me an email. I would be honored to have you on. 
I have a lot of survivors come on here. I've got a bunch of episodes with guests coming up that I'm going to be publishing that are sharing things that they've never shared before on my podcast. And I'm so honored for that. That's why I created this safe space. It wasn't just a safe space for myself. It was a safe space for everybody. So I hope y'all have an amazing week. And to anyone that has left a comment that I haven't answered, I apologize, but there's a lot. I can't really keep going there. Um, But I keep getting asked a lot that they want to know signs because they think it's happening to somebody close to them. So to all those people, if you think it's happening, just report it. Report it to Missing and Exploited. Report it to CPS. Report it to the police. Report it to every person you can because it's better to report and be wrong than to be right and do nothing. And you may be that voice of reason for that child, the person to tell them this isn't normal that that child needs and that that child has never had in their life. So I hope y'all have a good night. And again, I want to thank you all for the continued love and support. I would not be here without y'all. I would not be able to share the things that I share. I would not be able to function without this love and support. I never heard that it wasn't normal my entire life. But I hear it from all of y'all. And you could never understand how much that means because it was that one thing that I always needed that I never knew that I needed until I got it. So thank you. And I love y'all and I will talk with y'all soon.